Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In the Ring with Acacia Kalman. Our program, as always, is brought to you by our good friends at Gainesway. From top international bloodlines to rising stars on American soil, Gainesway has put together a stallion roster that is not only primed for future success, but is currently making its mark on the track led by Caraconti's rising star, Spenderella. Make sure to check out their entire roster for 2022 and see for yourself the power, passion, and performance of Gainesway. I'm recording this episode in the days following closing day of Saratoga. Saratoga has come to an end. Del Mar has come to an end. I know the calendar still says that it's summer for a couple more weeks, but for me, and I think for pretty much everybody in racing, once Del Mar and Saratoga are done, that feels like summer is over. So it's very sad. It's a little bit of a depression seeping in. Um, of course, there's still so much to look forward to. We march on towards the Breeders' Cup, more uh, sales coming up, Keeneland September, uh, right around the corner, which is very exciting too. And I have an opportunity to reflect back on some of the huge performances that we saw throughout the uh, the great race meets, both at Del Mar and Saratoga. And that's kind of what we'll highlight a little bit on today's show reflecting back on one big performance in particular on the West Coast. I think you can probably guess who I'm talking about. But for me, I love the summertime and I love these big grade one races that we have in combination with the two-year-old races, the excitement of the future. This time of year, it just is so exciting to look forward um, and seeing these stars really kind of picking up so much momentum moving on to Breeders' Cup season. So um, I hope you enjoy today's show. I appreciate appreciate you joining me. If maybe you are missing the likes of Saratoga and Del Mar, maybe this will be your fix for the day. I hope so. Um, very special guest coming up here to look back on one of the truly great performances that we saw this summer. So hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of In the Ring. We'll get right into it. So very happy to welcome in a special guest on today's episode, Costa Hironis. Uh, you might have seen him in the winner's circle with a huge grin on his face last weekend, and rightfully so, part of truly the horse of a lifetime, I think perhaps of all of our lifetimes, Costa, as Flightline, spectacular in the Pacific Classic, but uh, so happy to have you on the show today. Really appreciate you taking the time. Well, I, I thank you for asking. That's very kind. Now take us back to that Pacific Classic. I mean, every single step of the way, he made a very talented group of horses, in fact, just look like they were standing still. What was that like from your vantage point in watching that performance? Well, you know, I guess that going into the race, everyone had the same question, you know, about the distance. Can he do the mile and a quarter? He had, he had shown himself in sprints. He had shown himself at the at the Met Mile. So then the big question was, can he do this without, you know, doing much in between? Um, I felt really confident and good because uh, John Sadler had a plan. Um, instead of racing up to a mile and a quarter, he wanted to train up to a mile mm -hmm. and a quarter. And I think that decision, um, well, we saw the results from that decision from him. What a talented trainer and and his uh, assistant trainer, uh, Juan Leva, that's on mm -hmm. his, that's on flight line every day um, to get to teach, you know, Flightline how to do this and how to relax. And, and that, that, I think that was the key to the race. So going in, I felt pretty good, you know, knowing how John does things. And uh, yeah, that was a, 
that was really, I mean, you never expect to win by 20 lengths like that at the Pacific Classic against horses that we were up against. Um, I mean, we were up the Dubai World Cup winner, for gosh sakes. So, um, yeah, you just don't expect those things. And it was really a, a an unbelievable performance. I got a chance to speak to Flavian Pratt, his jockey, who's been with him every step of the way to the day after. And I said, were there any moments when you thought they may catch up with you? And he just said, no, <laughs> he was just doing it so easily too. And you mentioned uh, John Sadler and his team, and it really has been such a team effort every step of the way with Flightline and the, the very careful steps that everyone associated with him has taken to bring him along to this point. Yeah, that's that's very true. They've, they've been very patient with him. I, I've told everyone that uh, as fortunate and blessed as we are to have Flightline, Flightline's very fortunate and blessed to have John Sadler and his team because he was always, uh, he always took his time with them and never rushed him. And I mean, we'd love to run him more, but you have to do right by the horse. And this is, this is the schedule he lays out for us and we're going to follow it. Now, this is a horse that obviously there were high hopes from the beginning. He's got a tremendous pedigree by Tappet out of an Indian Charlie Mayer, sold as a yearling for a million dollars um, to West Point Thoroughbreds, your partner's in as well. Tell me a little bit about the journey uh, of you coming to be part of the ownership group with Flightline and, and bringing you to this point. So David and Gordo fell in love with the horse early when he was, you know, scouting the sale. And so we had discussions even before the sale. Um, um, so he was there. Bill Farish was there from Lane's End, um, who we do a lot of work with. Uh, my wife, Stephanie, was in town because she was at a Toba meeting. That was her very first sale. So she was super excited. So it was kind of a joke. It was kind of like, yeah, go out and pick us, pick, pick us out a nice horse. So um they they found flight line and and she called and we were, I was mostly on the phone you know back and forth and just uh, but yeah Terry Terry Finley um, involved was involved and Bill Farish and and Summer Wind uh, Jane Lyon stayed in and and us and Sienna so we built the partnership and uh, it's really been a great partnership I think mm -hmm. I got to give credit everyone's such professional horsemen it's made it easy we're not really partnership. We don't really have any partnerships ourselves, but this one, I mean, that's too big of a risk for us to take by ourselves. So um, yeah, it's been a, it's really been a pleasure to, to, I, I knew Bill Farish very well, but to, to meet Terry Finley and, and Jane Lyon, my, my gosh, what a, what a legend in, in breeding of horse racing. I just, what an honor it is to be involved with her. And of course she bred Flightline too. And as you mentioned, she's, done so much for the sport, brought so much to the sport too. Uh, how exciting was it that she stayed in for this ride? And I know that she has a sibling to Flightline too, that she's going to keep in race and continue on with this uh, strong family and just everything that she's given as far as from that breeding side of things. Yeah, when she, when I heard she was in, that kind of made the decision easy for us to jump in also. Um, because yeah, I have so much respect for her and her mm -hmm. band of, of broodmares that if she decided she wanted to do that, I guess that made the decision real easy. So uh, I know David loved her, I know Bill loved her, but then once I heard Jane loved, loved the horse <laughs> also, yeah, that made it really, really easy for us. And we give hats off to Stephanie too for, for finding a nice horse, right? Yeah, she's still taking credit for that. <laughs> as she should, absolutely. Um, now, obviously, as you mentioned, you're not usually involved in partnerships like these. This was a unique situation, but can you talk us through typically what a process might be like at the sales um, for you as far as acquiring horses to race under your colors? 
Yeah, so it, it's the team of David and Gordo and Lane's End along. And John Sadler has is the decision maker. He calls all the shots. Um, what's really nice is John will will know will know going into the sale, so we don't over we don't get excited and continue. But he'll pretty much put a budget on each horse that he loves, and we try to stay within those parameters. So it's it's really we're very um, strict with ourselves not to. Mm -hmm not to get excited and overbid. So we, we just, we kind of toe the line. And, and like I said, John calls the shots along with David and, and they make the decisions on that. I'm, I'm still, I know we've been racing for 12 years, but I'm, we're still pretty much rookies when it comes to <laughs> trying to scout a yearling that you've never <laughs> seen on the racetrack before. So uh, yeah, and just, we're, we're just, we try to spread it out. We try to buy, you know, yearlings and two-year-olds and we'll, drop into the European sale a little bit and we'll buy horses privately and we'll do the horses of racing age. We, we do some European. It's kind of like a stock portfolio. We just mm -hmm. try to have a broad range and not be too heavy in any area. And how important is it in being able to have individuals that you trust uh, going with you or, or on their own really to the sales in particular, your trainer, John Sadler, who you mentioned, I know you have such a great relationship with. And I always find it interesting too, when a trainer is involved in the sales, there's an extra added incentive because he's going to be with those horses every step of the way when they're preparing to go to the racetrack. Yeah, and, and John's a true horseman. I think mm -hmm. he's he's able to do that. I don't. He's the only trainer we work with, so I can only comment about him. But I know he's always. Um, I mean, he's built the stable. I mean, any success, all the success Horonus Racing has have. Well, let's face it, it. It John's been able to do his job. Um, we don't micromanage jo uh, John at all. Um, we let him do his job. We let him be a professional horseman. It's paid off for us. It's kind of the, our management style here in Delano on the ranch. Uh, it's a large ranch. So, you know, we've learned not to micromanage. You can't do it. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. We got, we got 2,400 people picking grapes today. Just, I could not do that. I just, yeah. so we pretty much manage manager, but yeah, give, I give John, uh, John, John gets all the credit for the Heronis racing success. There's that's, it starts and ends with him. How did that relationship first come about too? And, and obviously the deep trust that you and John and your family, your families have with one another. I have to laugh because it's just a funny story. So 2000. Okay. So brother Pete and I have always, when we were young, we'd go to the racetrack on the weekends and we were actually as little guys growing up, my mom was born in Pasadena. So we would go visit grandma and grandpa in Pasadena. Our trip our trip would always include going to the racetrack so we kind of fell in love with it at a very young age mm -hmm. so even as youngsters when we were 16 we'd drive down we couldn't bet but we would drive down and watch the races we just we kind of fell in love with it uh, so now I'm 50 and it's 2010 and I'm we're sitting in the box together one day and I turned to him and I said I think we should claim a horse <laughs> he's like yeah, I don't know, dude, that's, you know, we're farmers. We can't uh, we don't know anything <laughs> about this. I said, I, you know, I just, we do everything pretty well. I think, uh, I think we should try to do this. So I did a lot of reading and stuff. So anyway, our usher who we knew very well, because like I said, we were there since kids, uh, his name's Tony and he worked at Santa Anita and Tony said, don't tell anybody, don't talk to anybody. Don't tell anybody what you just said. I'm going to have an appointment for you when you come back next week. I said, okay, great. So we came back the following Saturday and, and, and Tony says, Hey, between race four and seven, I'm going to take you down and introduce you to John Sadler. 
Now, at this point, we said, well, that's going to be a waste of time. John's got <laughs> Ike and Don Thrash. He's got Jenny Craig. He's got uh, he's got Mr. Moss. You know, he's got some big time horses and big time. He's not going to want to mess with a couple little guys from the valley that want to claim a horse. But but Tony said, no, 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 you, you're Pasadena guys. He's a Pasadena guy. He's going to like you. So and I've told him all about you. And so I think I think Tony had pre set it up. You know, these guys come <laughs> to the track all the time. They love horses. And so anyway, we went down and uh, we did not interview John Sadler. John, inter John Sadler interviewed us. <laughs> And I think that was on Saturday. I think on Tuesday, I went and had lunch with him. And um, then we claimed our first horse a month later. It was, wow. uh, he, you know, he got us all set up to get our licenses and stuff. And and here we are today. It's just, yeah, it's just grown into Horonis Racing. It's just amazing. And and I love seeing the relationship you have, too. And, and I have to ask you, um, in particular, about a horse, uh, Accelerate, who obviously gave you all so much success. But it was also John's first Breeders' Cup win, um, which I, I got a taste of this with my father-in-law, too, that you could be a great trainer. And if you don't have that Breeders' Cup victory, everybody loves to remind you about it every year. How special was it for you to be able to give that to John with a horse like Accelerate? That was probably the single most greatest thing that happened during the Horonis Racing um, career. Mm -hmm. um, to be part of John Sadler getting his very first Breeders' Cup and the Horonises being involved in that, because mm -hmm. we have so much great respect for him. Um, that That's probably the pinnacle of our racing career, just to be with John in the winter circle for Breeders' Cup. And I got to say something about that, because I know he was O for whatever, 42 or 44 mm -hmm. going into that race. But, you know, I look at all those stats and everything. You know, John's done a great job taking regular kind of horses. Well, for us, Lady of Shamrock, Iotapa, who we claimed for 50000 I mean, um, Vagabond Shoes, who we bought in the Euro cell for 70000 There wasn't a lot of fancy horses that we handed this guy. And and I'm just saying, he. I think he coached him up, you know. <laughs> I guess I got to be proud of the fact that, you, that we made the Breeders' Cup with some of the stock we gave him. Um, so, yeah, for him to win, yeah, that's... Without a doubt, that was the greatest moment for Horonis Racing, just to be with John that day. It's so special to see that come to fruition. And talking about Accelerate, um, multiple grade one winner, of course, won the Breeders' Cup Classic, won the Pacific Classic, too. And um, now is a stallion, which is really exciting as well. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that with, with a horse like him that you had so much fun with on the racetrack, and you now get to see him have his babies on the racetrack. Yeah, that's been fun. We have a few of them and, and we try to see what kind of accelerate traits they have. It's really been, it's the first time we've had that that kind of stallion that, yeah. that we are getting babies and trying to make another one out of. But yeah, accelerate, I, it, it, just an amazing career, an amazing season that he put up. Um, old Older horse of the year, you know, um, with, with, the, with the award, the Eclipse Award. So mm -hmm. yeah, just... And a lot of talk about, hey, enjoy this because this is the, you know, this is a once in a lifetime kind of horse. <laughs> this is the last, this is it. I mean, I, I heard that about Lady of Shamrock. Yeah. I, I heard it about Iotapa and then I heard it about Accelerate and here we are with Flightline. So I, we've been extremely blessed to uh, to have horses like that to, to cheer on. But yeah, Accelerate's doing great as a stallion. He's, he loves his new job and we're just really got our fingers crossed that he can have some successful babies. And talk about 
enjoy this. It could be the horse of a lifetime. At that same time, you had also Catalina Cruiser, who's now a stallion as well. Um, we, we saw Stellar Wind be so successful in the racetrack, higher power. I mean, all these big names, these horses that we've seen in those grade one races. Can you tell me just a little bit about that journey and looking back when you and your brother were coming to the racetrack as kids. I mean, did you ever expect to be in the winner's circle after the Pacific Classic at Del Mar so many times? No, we really didn't. I remember at the end of 2012, I mean, 2010, our first year, we had three horses and I'm going, oh my gosh, we got three horses now. This has gotten out of control. It just, <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do next? But yeah, uh, Lady of Shamrock. So mm -hmm. her three-year-old season, she just keeps winning back-to-back -back turf, uh, two turn turf races and she's you know the the best three-year-old grass filly in the country and we got her pretty cheap it made us believers yeah. that we could do this and we did not have to be you know um uh, we didn't have to have a you know an oil field to, to make this happen it just we're regular guys we're farmers from delano california and it was just it really just kind of gave us the the I, I don't know how to say this, but just we we thought, you know what, we can do this. Yeah. We just got to be selective and be careful, and and we and so we reinvested, reinvested, and yeah, it just it just kept happening. Just Iotapa, we claimed for fifty, and then she runs real well and goes to the Breeders' Cup, and then we had hard hard aces, um, and then that money got got rolled back in, and then Stellar Wind. It just We've been really, really blessed and really fortunate. And um, I, I got to give all the credit to the team, David and Gordo, John Sadler, Juan Leva, and, and all the guys at the barn that have helped, you know, make this all happen for Hironis Racing and the Hironis family. And for me and Stephanie and Brother Pete and everybody, it's just, yeah, we're, we're on an amazing ride. Can you tell me what a horse like Stellar Wind meant to you, who um, you sold at the November sale, for six million to Coolmore, and I think that she really kind of brought so many fireworks at that point, and she had given you so many great experiences as well. A Virginia bred who kind of came from rather modest beginnings. Can you talk a little bit about the experience with a horse like her, and and just kind of the, I guess the the buzz that she brought towards the end of her career as, as the value that she had as a broodmare too. Yeah, and she also, you know, she benefited also because Songbird was in the mm -hmm. races and Beholder was in the races. So it's kind of became, you know, kind of the, those three were battling a lot. So there was a lot of hype with, with those races. And then when you, then when you beat Beholder, it's like, wow, yeah. that's, that's really something. So, so yeah, she was tough. She had some really bad luck in the Breeders' Cup, unfortunately, mm -hmm. both times. She lost one on an inquiry that uh, we thought we were going to get and, and we lost. And then her other two times, she just didn't run well. It just, it just, and those things happen. That's just mm -hmm. horse racing. It's just, you don't get a good trip for whatever reason, or you're not feeling good that day, or you, you lose a shoe and these things just happen. But yeah, she was, she was, I meant, we just loved her. And she was, the funny thing about her was she was such a sweetheart mm -hmm. at the barn. And when she went in the paddock, she, turned into something a little different you could tell with her <laughs> attitude and everything she got and I think that's what made her a racehorse she got she was really tough she just um she she it just definitely stepped up when it was time to put the saddle on and walk out to the racetrack and yeah she was she was definitely one of the favorites of the family we hated to sell her but you know mm -hmm. you, 
we have to do what's right for her too. You, we, we're not in breeding and you've got somebody like Coolmore that's, that can take her to the best of the best. Uh, we owe it to her also for her to have a successful career. And Casa, I love hearing how you speak about the horses, the admiration that you have for the thoroughbred, your your attitude about the game in particular. As anybody that's involved in racing knows, there's a lot of ups, there's a lot of great moments, but there's also a lot of really, really tough moments that you have to be able to take in stride. And this game will keep you humble. And tell me just a little bit about how you kind of keep that positivity moving forward. You know, I guess besides training our horses um i'm again i'm going to give credit to john sadler mm -hmm. he trained us how to be good owners and good stewards of the sport um so i'm i'm that's it just it's just something we had to do and you know we farm and farming's tough it's we fight weather and we fight you know we get a crop or don't get a crop and so actually the horse racing side has been pretty easy after you've been a farmer your whole life. Um, so it just, we tend, we try to enjoy every moment and um, it just, yeah, just like I said, we've been trained good. Don't let the highs get too high and don't let the lows get too low. I remember our, we were all a little holding our breath in the paddock the other day and John came up and he said, uh, he said, uh, pressure is a privilege. He said, I saw that. I was watching a tennis match. Billie Jean King said that after she had won 63 titles and everything. She always had the pressure to win. So, you know what? This is this is, this is is a privilege to be here and have this horse and have everybody expect high things. So, this is the kind of stuff that we hear that kind of keeps us in check um, from John. And that's, that's I, maybe that's why. And it, I guess it's just who we are, too, as people, just the family and as you as you watch us just we have a lot of respect for for our other horses and our opponents and other trainers and and the industry itself and we're always we're always going to try to do the right thing it was a very good john sadler impression by the way <laughs> oh i can do that <laughs> he's, the only guy I know, he's the only guy i know that lives born in long beach lives in pasadena and has an east coast accent <laughs> I love it. Um, but you mentioned your family too. And I know it is such a family affair for you with your brother, with your wife, with, with just pretty much all your family involved now at this level. How special is it to get to share all these experiences with your family and, and that a lot of them really share that enthusiasm too? Yeah. And I, I think that goes back to when the humble beginnings, you know, when we were going to start and what name are we going to use? Are we going to put Costa, Costa and Pete? How are we going to do this? And right away it was like, no, it's going to be Hironis Hironis Racing. So the legacy hopefully can, can live on. And, and it's something that, that, that the kids can look forward to and maybe their kids. Um, that's, that's the hope and the dream just for it to continue. And if it's Hironis Racing, everyone's involved, the whole, the whole family, and that just there's not one person's name on it, which I'm glad we did it the way we, we did. It keeps everybody ex excited. And, mm -hmm. and when they're not at the track, they're always watching the races. So that I'm really, really proud of that, that they're they're excited. You know, Pete and I don't golf. We don't fish. We don't hunt. It's kind of the only thing we've done away from the ranch. So I think our family's excited to see us have something beyond uh, working every day. <laughs> I love that. And it is an amazing sport to be part of. And you have a, a true talent on your hands with Flightline. As I know, everybody is so excited to see his journey onto the Breeders' Cup this year and just what he's done so far um, in 2022 has been spectacular. What's the, the feeling like, the excitement? Because, of course, it was a big win last week. But I know in this game, we're always looking forward to. 
Yeah, I mean, Breeders' Cup, what an honor. Mm -hmm. To get a win in your end, he actually got two win in your ends. He got yeah. the mile also at the Met Mile. So he's got he, he's got a, he's got his ticket in. And, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be a new day. It's going to be a new track. It's going to be weather conditions. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's all he, – he has to travel again. So, I mean, yeah, he, he might be one to five, but there's a lot of things involved. And you know this. You're – you're a professional in this industry. So, and I think other, everyone knows that. And so there's going to be, they're, they're going to line up horses in the starting gate with us and, and we're going to have to prove it. And we're going to have to earn our way around that track. If, if we want to be a Breeders' Cup champion. When he did travel to the East coast in the Met mile, he overcame a lot of adversity that day too. Things did not go his way. Speaker's corner kind of put him in a tough position. And then he just shook off that one. Like it was nothing. Once again, the fact that he was able to do that when shipping cross country and, and overcome some adversity that he hadn't had to prior, does that give you some more encouragement? Yeah. And I give Pratt a lot of credit mm -hmm. for that day. He, he, I think he knew going into the race what that might end up like if we don't break good and we didn't break good. Um, so I think he had plan B all ready to go. So we'll give Favion a lot of credit for, uh, you know, he got checked up twice and he just decided, you know what, I'm going to take him around and I'm going to keep my horse clear. And if you're going to beat me, you're going to have to beat me, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to get blocked in here. So I, I give him, I give Favion a lot of amazing ride. He's an outstanding jockey. Mm -hmm. He does a great job as we have, a lot of great jockeys um, but he did a great job he he knew what he had he knew what was underneath him and he felt comfortable and flatline proved himself uh, worthy of the mile well we can't wait to see him on to the breeders cup this year uh you had mentioned to me too that you feel like it's special that you have the opportunity to share him that it's something that's just really great for the the sport in general, uh, even outside of it, transcending it, the the excitement, the buzz that he has created. Can you talk a little bit just about that side of things and what you think he has done as far as drawing eyes to horse racing? Yeah, I said it after Christmas Day at the Malibu. I said, I want this to be America's horse because I knew just by watching him, you know, work out and stuff, this, this, is, this is a special animal. This is... Mm -hmm. And John's been telling me all along, I've never had a racehorse like this. I've never seen a racehorse like this. So, you know, when you hear things like that coming out of your trainer of 35, 40 years, you feel pretty, pretty good about moving forward. But yeah, to share him, for him to be able to go to New York and everybody get to see him there. And, mm -hmm. and here in California, everyone's got to know him really well. And, and now Kentucky next. Yeah, I, I call him America's horse because I, I think he is America's darling. You, you have to fall in love with Flyline. At, at the Pacific Classic the other day, you know, usually the horses are coming to the finish line and people are screaming for their horse to win and they're up and yelling. and all. Everyone stood up and just clapped quietly. It was oh. amazing. It just was like with such awe and mm. respect, like look what we're seeing and and the, all the comments after that people that I saw um, were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll never see anything like that again. That was amazing. Mm. Just it was one of those secretariat kind of moments where wow just it was a wow moment but just to see how they how the fans reacted on on saturday was was really a blessing and yeah we're gonna we'll hopefully keep him on the track and let more people see him and uh, he he's let's hope he can continue to do what he does though at the level he does it so is that a hint that we may see him next year as well you know we'll do right by the horse right we'll, you know, he was born to be a racehorse and he's, he's a racehorse and I'm, you know, I'm going to defer to the, to the experts in our group. I mean, I've, I've got Bill Farish of Lane's mm -hmm. End and, and Jane, for, Jane Lyon from Summer Wind and, 
and I'm not gonna, <laughs> I mean, these people really, really understand this industry mm-hmm. on that side beyond racing, what's best for him. Um, yeah, I, I race horses. I'm not in the breeding very much. I got a few mares, but nothing, nothing I can hang my hat on. So, um, and, and again, Flightline's going to have a lot to say about this. Just he's going to, we'll see how he comes out of the Breeders' Cup and maybe we'll go on to the next race and let's just see how he's enjoying this career. And if he loves going to the racetrack every day and, and it's what he wants to do, I, I think that opportunity is there, yes. Well, that is very exciting news to hear, but uh, I love what you said about always doing right by the horse and certainly appreciate that and appreciate uh, you and the whole team sharing him with all of the fans. Can't wait to see him in his next race. Costa, I can't say thank you enough um, for giving a little insight on this incredible journey and wishing you all the best of luck onto the Breeders' Cup. Thank you so much. This was definitely an honor and a pleasure to, to be part of your show. Thank you so much. What words can be said about Flightline? Just truly a magnificent talent, perhaps one of the best performances, best racehorses we'll see in our lifetime, which is kind of crazy and scary to think about, but uh, really, really appreciate the time from Costa Hironis and um, sharing some insight on the journey that this horse is taking them on. I hope you enjoyed listening to his interview as much as I enjoyed getting the chance to talk with him. As I had joked with him, actually, after we wrapped up the interview, he's on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast, so I really don't get an opportunity that often uh, to speak to him or, or to John Sadler and the rest of their team, but um, but was really, really fun having the opportunity to do so today. Um, as mentioned, sales season is coming up, so that'll kind of be the focus of the big shows coming up in the coming weeks. I'll be back to work next week, Belmont at the Big A, kicking off on September 15th, um, but really appreciate having the opportunity to see so many fans in Saratoga this summer, some truly terrific racehorses on display a big thank you to all of the fans the betters those people that watch and wager on the great sport of horse racing we are so very thankful for you you, you make this game possible and we really appreciate the support and especially um, the owners the horsemen those that brought their incredible equine athletes to the spotlight for us to enjoy and have the privilege of watching them race. As always, In the Ring brought to you by Gainsway. Make sure that you're signed up for the In the Money Media newsletter. Check out all of the great content from my colleagues under that umbrella. So much good stuff coming out in the next couple weeks. And I'll see you next time on In the Ring. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.